0: Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 326. And today we are going to do another hot seat. And I have my good friend back on the show, Chris Schaefer. What's up,
1: man? How you doing? Oh, I am doing fantastic. It's like 75 and sunny here in Houston this morning as of when we're recording this. And I have to say, I'm glad to be out of the snow. (laughs) I'm loving being in warm weather in the middle of winter. You know, I took a trip to, uh, to do my yearly retreat with my company we did some some yearly planning with uh, my other partners that you've heard us talk about a couple times in the past and they live up north in the snow so there was like a foot of snow on the ground and as much as i like looking at it i don't like it as much as i like having it being sunny outside yeah, and I, then, like I agree. warm
0: i yeah. i 100% agree and i'm starting to see some pictures from back home upstate new york and uh you know, it was like thirty something there the other day, which wasn't too too bad this time of year. Uh, but I uh, I had the top down in the car in the Stang the other day on the way to lunch, and it was like seventy one degrees. Me and my wife uh, took a little a little cruise, so that was nice. That was really nice. Uh, the sun is actually out here today too, which is pretty cool. But that's not what we're here to talk about, Chris. We want to talk about this hot seat that we're gonna do. You and I both love doing these hot seats. We've uh, done a, a couple of live events now where we do a bunch of hot seats in a day, and uh, we just uh, we love doing. This stuff. So, we have another one today. Again, it comes down to why am I not getting any sales? I just launched my product. Why? Can you take a look at it? You know, I think I made a mistake on maybe product selection. Like, can you go through and look and see the product that I chose and the market that I chose? And can you let me know my pay per click? Why isn't that working? Like, can you just give me some insight? And uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to break it down. You and I have both taken a look at it. Briefly, but I don't. I don't like to really know too too much before we go into this because I do want it to be like you know raw and live where we can actually get in there and start digging in and brainstorming through the process. Uh, But we do have an idea of uh, the direction we're going to go here, and it really does kind of come down to Chris, and I think you'll agree. It comes down to you know sometimes it may just be a couple of tweaks or messaging to that market, or maybe images, or maybe it's keywords that you're targeting. Um, This one here does seem like. There is an issue, and I think that we could probably turn it around, but... It also might be something that we might have to create a variation of a different style, but we'll talk about that. Um, But with that all being said, Chris, let's give people the show notes before we do that, the transcripts. If you guys want to download this, uh, head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash 326. And also, if you want to see one of the uh, live event sizzle reels that we just uh, released, you can go over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash live. And uh, yeah, that page will have some of our live footage from. From our events, and uh, when we do one coming up in the future, which we haven't planned yet, but when we do, uh, you'll be notified if you get on that early notification list, so uh, definitely head over to there, uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash live, so Chris, with all that being said, that was a mouthful. That I just spewed out there. Uh, let's go ahead and, and dig in. I want to get into this hot seat. Do you want to uh, get started? As far as uh, well, let me get started. I'll read the email, and then what we'll do is we'll dig in. We'll look at the screenshots, uh, and we'll kind of try to go through this together. So um, the guy's name is Raphael, and uh, he uh, basically reached out, said Scott, love the podcast. You know, appreciate all the advice and everything. Your you know your show has really really helped me. Um, you know, I'm getting started and all that. But uh, with that all being said, I've launched my first product on Amazon right at the beginning of January 2017. Immediately, I have created some discount coupon codes, uh, gave them away, and I'm not going to mention the group that he gave it away to, but it's one that we all know of. Um, I just... Again, I don't want to blurt that out just because, you know, some people want to use certain groups, some people don't, and I think that we should really build our own list, but that's besides the point. But basically did a promo and uh, set up a pay-per-click campaign, uh, and then, um, long story short, as of today, I have not sold a single unit of my product, and I'm really disappointed, but not discouraged. Um, With all honesty, now that I look back at it, I may have made a mistake by choosing a product that's a bit generic. The only real difference I've made is the color. Highlight that, guys. Stick with that for just one second to remember the word color, and we'll come back to that. Um, as the product I am selling is made of stainless steel, nevertheless, I personally believe that the color makes the product much nicer. The process of changing the color itself also added more to my unit cost than I would like or that I would have liked, but I thought that because of this, I may be able to sell the product for more. A week ago, I lowered the price from initially $29.99 to currently $26.97. Um, the unit cost me around $12. Uh, adding uh, in about $10 FBA fees, I really don't have that much of a margin left. At this point, I would be happy to sell the product at cost or even with a slight loss as long as I can sell at all. Just to illustrate my point for the, the three main campaigns of pay-per-click, that is, um, I've uh, ran since January 8, 2017. Um... I uh, yeah I've received eighty six thousand six hundred impressions for these three campaigns and I've gotten one hundred and thirty nine clicks but not one single sale. So Chris, with all that, let's go ahead and dig in. What do you so, think? So
1: the first thing that kind of stuck out to me there is he's saying ten dollars in FBA fees. Does that sound high to you for this product, Scott? Mm. You know that really does depend because um,
0: I have noticed depending on what category it's being sold in and you're selling it for twenty nine ninety nine it's probably maybe a touch high, but, you know, in, in maybe home and kitchen or something. I mean, I've noticed that the, the, uh, the fees are a little bit higher in that category for some reason.
1: Um, Well, it's going to be your, your commission to Amazon is going to be a little bit higher than some of the other categories because it's higher volume category. But, uh, Raphael, just, just double check that, make sure that it was checked incorrectly, uh, checked into Amazon correctly, not checked incorrectly. I guess if they checked it in incorrectly, uh, is what I'm trying to say, because. I've noticed it happening more and more, Scott, where products accidentally get marked as oversized, mm. um, even if they're not. Yes, and this one is definitely not. That's
0: happened to me actually before. And I had to and, reach out. Yeah.
1: And if your fees are higher, I mean, I, I would I would think for this, it should be maybe six to seven dollars. Ten does sound a little high to me. But again, you know, we'll know once he starts selling after he implements some of the stuff we talk about. Uh, but for those of you out there who have. FBA fees that are higher than that. Just double check the size and the weight of your product. This product is definitely not oversized. And uh, Amazon will occasionally, you know, when they're checking it in, they might fat finger eight inches to 18 inches. Right. Which would then make it oversized. OK, so I get going into this, Scott, let's take a look just at the, the overall sales for the main keyword for this product. Do you see the depth and demand in this market?
0: Well, that's what you and I were talking a little bit about before. It's it is a little heavy on top, uh, and what we what we mean by that is, you know, the first, I would say probably, uh, let's see, probably a, the the maybe four are taking a lot of. Uh, actually, it's the fifth, but the one in the third spot. Uh, Is selling um, only 270. The other ones are selling over 1200. Um, But then after that, it kind of drops off the shelf and it goes right to about 390 to 314, 149, 217, 180, 241. So it definitely gets really light as we get past that fifth listing.
1: No, I I would agree with that as well. So, you know, there is there is some depth in this market, but this is kind of stereotypical of what you and I call a top heavy market. Right. What we want to kind of see is we want to see a little more even distribution just from a, a, a nitpicky depth of market standpoint. Right. It's great to have the top sellers selling a couple thousand, but we don't want it to see we don't want it to fall off that cliff. I'd like to see a little bit more of a gradual decrease as we move down the page, right? So let's just say the top guy is selling a 1,000. I want to see the next guy selling maybe 900, then 800, then 700. Does that make sense, Scott?
0: Yeah, totally. totally.
1: Because that way I know that if I get to the second, the top of the second page, that I'm still going to be selling 200, right? Even if I'm not selling my 10 a day, I'm selling 200 a month, which is close enough for me. I'd rather get it to that 10 a day. And then I can figure out if it's worth it for me to try to push it to the first page by doing a blast to my own list by doing, you know, by increasing PPC, whatever that is. But then at least I know I'm going to start having a a steady thing of sales. And what we kind of see here is that after you get past those first five, it rapidly starts to decrease. So if we were on the second page, we may only sell one or two a day and we still have to get to the second page to be able to do that. Um, that being said, Scott, let's kind of drill into his listing a little bit here and see if there's anything we can do to improve that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, again, like you said, Chris, I mean, it does come down to like your depth and your demand. And we talked about this. And if you guys have not listened to episode 189, that's really where I go through that, that, that whole depth and demand. And then even you're looking at your history. Um, and then being able to see like, is there depth number one, the 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 different listings that you're looking at on the surface, are they, you know, are they uh, you know, have they been selling for more than three months? Like like those different things. Is it a trendy product? Is it a seasonal product? Like those are the things that you want to look at before you you actually pull the trigger. Uh, because that way there we can see if these numbers are, you know, in fact accurate. Um but yeah, so uh let's uh let's dig in here, Chris. So first off I just want to highlight a couple of things that Raphael said. First off, he said he wanted to change the color, which also added to the cost um, for this unit, which then forces him to have to sell it for more. I understand what he's saying because he wants to create like a premium product and he thinks the key word there was thinks that it will sell better. The difference here is, is if you know that it will sell better because of you that that you either read reviews and people said, you know, I really wish it came in bronze, You know, I really wish that it came in a certain color. If that was the case, then yes, then we can go ahead and say, you know what, I'm going to make it in bronze because everyone's saying that they wish that the silver one came in bronze. Like, I wish that that would happen, right? If that doesn't happen, if if that's not there, then you're just guessing. You're just inventing again. Like, and I've talked about that before too, Chris. It's like people want to invent the next new thing and I get it and that's cool and it's fun, but you're also taking a chance that no one's going to want it, right? So you have to look and see what the market wants and then deliver it to them. And in this case, if you read reviews that said that they wanted it in certain color, then yes, you can create that color. But I'm not sure that that's what happened here, Chris.
1: No. And there, there is one competitor. It looks like that is selling this, this color variation like Raphael is, but you know, they're, they're not one of the top sellers from what I can tell. Is that the same, the same kind of thing that you saw with that Scott, that the top sellers are all selling that same kind of main color. And then, There's a couple people you know now Raphael included that are selling this other color variation Which may or may not be a good thing But it doesn't look like there's depth or demand for that specific variation and this is something a lot of times that you And I get asked about when people say well if there's multiple color variations, which one do I launch and my answer to that is The one with the demand right the one Mm -hmm. with the most demand so if you guys are looking at products with color variations Let's just say T-shirts, right? There's black T-shirts, green T-shirts and blue T-shirts and 90 percent of people are buying black. Well, then why would you launch all three at the same time? Launch the black and then figure out if you want to sell the blue and the green based on the demand that they have and how much it will cost you to have your manufacturer throw in a couple blue with the next order or a couple green with the next order. There are always things that we can look to improve in this case, I don't know that the color improves the product. And because we don't know that there's demand there, I personally probably would not have made that change.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that 100%. And again, I, what I do want to say here, though, is just because this is the case right now, this does not mean that you cannot sell this product and people will not buy it. There is, there is one competitor right now that is selling this almost identical thing. And what are they selling per month? Chris, I think it was like maybe 250 or 300 a month, something like that.
1: It was just, it was just under tenant. It was like eight to nine nine
0: days. So here's the deal though. Maybe they're filling the market for that, right? They're, they're filling the demand for that style. So now you may be able to get half of that if you're lucky, if you can rank near them. Um, you know what I mean? So that is, That is definitely uh, something that you're going to have to consider. Now, with that all being said, we can say, well, the one color that is selling really well, and that is the one that shows up on the page. So again, think about this for a second. If you go to, uh, if you're searching for something, and, and especially in a certain color, and if you're scrolling through and you don't see the color you're looking for then you're probably going to skip by that one listing. I think that's a huge part of the issue of you not getting any clicks in, especially with pay-per-click, because if you're doing pay-per-click, and I'm looking at the title of this, in the title, it doesn't, it doesn't really tell me that it, that's a certain color, especially in the main part of the, of the title, like the front part of the title. like It just tells me that it's, let's say, stainless steel right? So stainless steel, immediately, I think of silver. I think of of it being a color, right? I mean, when I'm looking for a stainless steel refrigerator, I'm not going to get a bronze. (laughs) I'm going to get a stainless steel refrigerator. That's what I'm looking for. I'm going to skip right by the other ones. So when you're doing that, you have to understand that if yours is going to be a certain color, your certain color should probably be in the front somewhere because that way when I'm searching for it and if someone is searching for this certain color, you're going to basically call out to them immediately, and then it's going to it's going to trigger them to want to click in because that's what they're looking for. Um, so I think that this has a lot to do with why a people aren't clicking in, but also your pay per click is not running because you're running your pay per click not really specifically to this color, but you're doing it for the overall thing. Does that make sense, Chris?
1: Right. And, and I think I understand why he's confused here because the material it's made out of is like, like what you said, it's, it's kind of stainless steel, right? So that makes sense, right? If the material is that maybe you do want to have that in your title, but to what you said, Scott, if I'm looking for a stainless steel refrigerator, I'm looking for like a silver looking Mm. refrigerator. I don't want black. I don't want pink. I don't want bronze. I want silver because that's just what everybody thinks of when they think of stainless steel. Um, and in this case, we don't even have the color in the title anywhere. So it doesn't make sense to me as a consumer if I see it in PPC or even in, in the organic listings. I have no idea why mm-hmm. that's there. And everybody else that's going to show up for that search term if you show up is going to be the silver. So why would I click on you if I'm if I'm using that as my search term? So what, what my suggestion would be here, and let's just, just talk about the title for a minute. First of all, Raphael, the, the main keyword is in the middle of the title, at yes. least in my opinion. What the item actually is is in the middle of your title currently. What I would probably do, and Scott, if you feel differently on this, let me know, is I would do the color that it is, then the yep. main keyword. So, you know, pink garlic press made from the material and the mm. other material right and then whatever other keywords that you can fit in there that still makes sense and and he's got a little bundle going which is kind of nice right the the bundle is a really cool thing that that you're doing by the way rafael i think it makes a lot of sense but if you do that that restructure of the title then as a consumer first of all i know exactly what it is. And I can make a more informed decision because you're not telling me in my mind that it should be silver when it's actually not when it's black or pink or bronze or whatever. And so then I know immediately, oh, it's that color for a reason. It's a different product. And then I might choose to click in on it. But then at least I know the other thing that you're doing by relocating that main keyword to the front is theoretically you're also giving that more weight, right? Because the things in the front generally seem to have more weight within the Amazon algorithm, which makes sense because that's what People are looking for when they type it in. So, you're going to show up for more generic searches rather than just the searches for the material that your product is made out of. You want to show up for the generic searches. That's obviously the goal. Now, up front, we tend to rank for those longer tail searches, right? The stainless steel garlic press. But the real goal is eventually to show up for garlic press, right? Because that's where well, that's what most people are typing in. So if we can kind of shift that title around a little bit, we're not going to lose that longer tail. We're also just going to pick up some of what's called the fat head, that main search. Does that make sense, Scott?
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. Now, let me just kind of talk a little bit about the bullets. Okay. Now, people aren't even going to see the bullets if we don't get them to click in. So that's right. rule number one is we have to think about, number one, we're saying we're not getting any sales uh, and again, I want to go back to the pay-per-click for a second. You're getting a, you know, a good portion of clicks, but no one's buying. So then that tells me then people aren't really interested in that particular item, in that color maybe, or maybe the price. Um, who knows, right? But you did get people to click in even though it was that color. So that's okay. Um, but again, you have zero reviews in this product, and I think a lot of your competitors have over a couple of hundred, some of them have less, but most of them have a couple hundred or more. Um, so that's going to be another little bit of a challenge. Um, but let's just say that people do get into your listing. The benefits aren't really there for me other than like, it's telling me like the features in a sense. And it's also telling me like, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, it's approved by FDA and stuff like like that's cool and all, but I don't really care about that in the front. Like, I don't like You're selling me the thing that I want to enjoy something, right? So you got to bring me there. Bring me why this is going to make me enjoy this thing, right? So start thinking about like read those reviews from other people's listings of what they're saying they, they really loved about the product and how they've enjoyed it. And now put those in for your benefits at the top and then you can talk about all that all that kind of, uh, you know, I guess that geeky stuff that people care about, like, when oh, it's made with like, you know, you know, uh, whatever, like uh, aircraft, you know, material, uh, you know, steel or something like, you know, like that's cool and all for the guy that cares about that or the woman that cares about that stuff. But most people don't. They care about the experience. What's it going to do? How's it going to make it easier for them to do this certain task? Like those are the things you need to put in there because that's why I'm buying it. And uh, you're going to be able to figure that stuff out by just looking at the reviews that other people have posted, you know, actually both ways, you know, good and bad. Um, and we, we definitely want to know both of those. And I think if you did the the, uh, the research in the beginning by looking at reviews, you would also maybe see that maybe no one no one was talking about this color. So then you wouldn't have done this, right? So then we can say, well, you know, we don't have to do that. But it's all, you know, it's all done now. You've already done it. You have it. So that doesn't mean that we have to just scrap it. What it does mean is if you wanted to pivot and if you wanted to offer that other color, well, now you can get people into that listing on the front color. They're going to maybe buy that, but then they also have the option to buy color, you know, number two, if they want to, or the, you know, the second choice. Um, and you you can still have the listing and you can still
1: build upon that listing. Um, does that make sense, Chris? It does. And Scott, on the bullets, you know, this is something that I constantly see people struggle with. And we, we talk about using benefits, not features, Right. You don't want to say it is made of this. No one cares. You told them that in the title. They can see, you know, let's just say it is that stainless steel. They know that it's silver. It looks like stainless steel. They believe you. But why do they care? Why is that better than making it out of aluminum? Right. What Mm. is the benefit of using that? And I think the thing that's confusing is sometimes features are benefits. Like features can be benefits, like an easy to clean garlic press, right? The feature is that it's easy to clean, but the benefit is that it's easy to clean so that it saves you time so that you're not standing over the kitchen sink trying to clean out your garlic press for hours on end like you were before, right? The the thing that makes it easy to clean might be the ejectable extruder, right? That's the thing that when you press the, the garlic press down actually pulls the garlic out. That's the feature. The benefit is that it's easy to clean and saves you time. And so people kind of get confused there. And I think Raphael is kind of going through that same thing where he's saying, "Okay, here's the feature and here's why you care about it. But it's not it's not worded that way, if that makes sense. What Mm -hmm, he should be mm -hmm. doing is saying, here's the benefit. Why does this thing that's included with the product or part of the product? So why does the, the color or the finish in this case make it better than the other thing? And if you can get somebody in there, then they understand that immediately and they're experiencing it. And we talked about this, I believe it was in the KDK hot seat, um, with the images, right? It's the same thing. You're trying to paint a picture and you can do that with images, but you also need to do that with your bullets because people can't hold and feel and actually see what this is. They're buying it online. So you have to paint the picture of what it's like to use it and how it's going to improve their lives rather than it's made of this, 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 and this, and it does this. No one cares about that. They want to know how it's going to make their life or their experience better. It's about creating that experience in their mind, and then they're going to be much more likely to buy it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree 100%. Like you said, if you are going to mention it's a certain type of steel, mention why that's important and why, you, why it matters. Uh, you know, I, I mean, a perfect example also is like if yours is dishwasher safe and your competitors aren't. Say it's dishwasher safe and why that is important, because if you put something in the dishwasher and it's not, it's going to peel or crack or, uh, you know, not work the same. So that's why it's, it's, it's a good thing. Um, so you have to definitely have that clarification there. But again, I always go back to the experience, like why we're buying that thing. Um, maybe you're buying that thing because you've had problems with one in the past and you've struggled with all of these things and yours is the answer to, uh, to, to those problems. You know, maybe that's it, um, or maybe it's just to enjoy that experience. But you have to figure that out. And again, by looking through reviews, you're going to hear people saying, "Oh, I love my new garlic press because I used to have one and it clogged all the time. And this one here with the with the special, you know, extra large holes, it doesn't clog and it's so easy to clean. This is awesome." Like you're going to see that, you're going to hear it, um, and you're going to be able to use that in your copy and all that stuff. So. Um, I also, like I said, I think that the depth is is kind of shallow um, for uh, for this entire market for these things, but it doesn't mean that you still can't get in there. Um, I did go back, though, Chris. I want to go back a little bit. I did go to FBA calculator. I just wanted to kind of go on there and see exactly for his listing what they're saying that the fees would be, and I'm I'm coming up with uh, $7.56 if you sell it for $29.97, um, and that's with uh, your even like your uh, selling on Amazon fee, which they break it down as your referral fee, which is four fifty, and then you have the uh, it looks like the monthly storage is uh, four cents, uh, order handling is a dollar, picket packs a dollar six. Um, so basically, you're talking seven dollars and fifty six cents. Um, if the product costs you twelve dollars, well, then you know that you've got about nineteen, almost twenty bucks in there. Um, so if you sell it for thirty, you're going to make just about ten. Um, but now let's look at those numbers real quick, Chris. Uh, what is the average price that we're looking at here? I guess that would be the next thing. So I'm 20,
1: lo- $20 and eight cents.
0: Okay. So we're looking at, oh, on, on this entire page, but some of these might be skewing it a little bit too, Chris. Cause so I'm looking at something here for $6 and 79 cents and that's going into that mix. That one there is going to bring it way down. So I don't think that's the same. And again, for anyone listening, when you are doing the average for the price, make sure you're doing your exact product. Um, you can have like, for an example, if you're, if you're selling a vacuum cleaner filter and you, and you have a vacuum cleaner show up there and it's a hundred dollars, but your filters are $29, that hundred dollars is going to bring up the, the amount that you think you're going to be able to charge. So make sure that you're, you're doing that. And I see in here, there's a couple of products that aren't a hundred percent, the same thing, and that could be bringing it down and you can easily remove them when you're using jungle scout. Um,
1: yeah. And I think just taking a quick look at this, it's, it's a mixed bag of the exact product that he's selling and the exact product plus an accessory. And it, it looks like the exact product that he's selling is selling, you know, yeah, there are a couple at six, but it's that like 13 to $17 range and his competitor that's selling the exact product that he is, is at 19,
0: right? Right. So again, you're looking at that stuff and you're like, "Okay, boy, if I only sell this for twenty dollars, then where am I at? Right. And actually, I'm going to I'm going to do that on the fly here. I'm going to punch this not that number in and I'm going to see. So basically, even if we sell it for nineteen ninety seven, our costs from Amazon, our FBA fees are still going to be six dollars and six cents. Right. So we have basically nineteen dollars and change is our cost, our hard cost. I personally think you probably um, paid a little too much for the product itself because if you're buying everything and getting it landed for 12 bucks, you pretty much, you're gonna wanna get at least 30 bucks for that. Um, so, you know, I would like to see that cost go down now that doesn't mean that I would go out and buy 5,000 units to get my cost down to, you know, $9. Uh, but I would definitely, uh, be looking at that, especially for my next product. Um, the other thing to do here now, you know, some people have said, well, Scott, what if I just want to, you know, I want to use this as a learning experience. I only ordered 200 units. I want to, I want to unload these things. First thing I would do is just lower my price. Like that's the very first thing I would do. I just lower my price, try to get my cost back. Maybe list them for 1997 and see what happens. See if that makes a difference. Um, and then you know, just kind of run it out for maybe a couple of weeks and see what happens. See if you can get rid of them. If you can't do that, um, actually, I would go to a place like Snagshout and I would just list it there, and um, I would just do like a closeout sale. You know, you've seen it all the time. You know, you go into a store and it's got a clearance section. Well, you're clearancing out your inventory on that product and just get your cost back. So just discount it at like 30, 40, 50%, whatever you want, just to unload them, get your capital back. Um, I'm almost sure that you'll, you'll sell them through a deal site like that, or go to slick deals or any place like that. The other thing is too, Chris, which we didn't really talk about. The other thing that you could do if you wanted to, to just try to get some, some sales coming through is reach out to a blogger or reach out to an Instagram page or, uh, you know, an influencer in your space and see if they'd be willing to, uh, to uh, take your product and maybe do uh, maybe do a contest for it that people can win it, but then people can also get a twenty five percent off discount or something like that. It really depends on how much work you want to put behind this to try to get this thing moving. But I say there's not a huge amount of upside to doing that right now because number one, your hard cost is is high. So unless you're going to be able to get that way down, um, that's still going to be a challenge. Your selling price for this particular product, I'm saying, is probably between. Twenty dollars and twenty-five dollars. Um, that's if again you get some you get some momentum with that. Um, it probably will depend a little bit on the season, but not too too much. Um, and then from there, it's just a matter of like, what do you want to do with this thing? Do you want to offload it and start over again, do a little reset, get your capital back, um, or do you want to try to launch the other color that's selling better? Um, Chris, what's your thoughts on maybe next move if you were in this situation?
1: Well, the the first thing that I would do is I I mean. I don't know that you're not going to sell at least a couple a day at this price point if you can get it positioned properly and you can start to get that listing cleaned up. Uh, the The first thing, Scott, that sticks out to me that I would do because it's kind of a set and forget thing is I would take a second look at the PPC here. And And he sent us just kind of the overall screenshot of what's going on. And he's got, you know, his initial campaign set up, his automatic, his suggested. Uh, and then he has, you know, some scraped keywords that he's got in a campaign and they've been running at this point for almost a m- at least when he sent us the screenshot, it was about three weeks. Uh, and I'm seeing a fairly what I would call low number of impressions. I believe you and I did an experiment cause people were asking us, you know, what's a, what's a, an average number of impressions that, that I sh- should be looking at. And we were able to get like 5,000 impressions on a keyword or on a single campaign in a day. Mm-hmm. Was that, it, it was, it was a day. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was a day. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, that was at like two dollars per click. Now obviously it's gonna vary a little bit by market, but what we see here is you know, the top one is sixty thousand total impressions, eighty-eight clicks, forty dollars in spend. And then the other campaign is twenty thousand impressions. That was over almost a month-long period. So that to me is low. And when I look at his cost per click, it'd be a great cost per click to have, but I, my kind of gut feel on this is that he needs to raise his bid to at least a dollar. I don't know where his bids are now cause we're not seeing that, but I would make it at least a dollar, um, just to try to get more impressions and guys remember when we're doing PPC, there's three things that we're looking for and we have to shoot for the thing that we don't have right now, right? To get sales, we have to have clicks to get clicks. We have to have impressions. So if we're just starting out, we need to try to get as many impressions as we can. Once we get those impressions, If we're not getting clicks, then we know what to fix, right? Same thing. If we have clicks, but no sales, we know where the problem is. And so we can start to focus down each of those lines. So when you're just starting out with PPC, you want to bid a little bit higher. Maybe even than you think you'll have to long term to get those impressions. And then if your ACOS is high and your clicks and your sales are fine, then you can kind of lower that bid and see where it see where it works out to. But for me, I would raise this bid to at least $1. Uh, just to see if it's going to increase the number of impressions because then we're maybe just going to trip and fall into some sales, even if they're at a, a, what what we would consider long term to be an unacceptable ACOS, right? Over the amount of profit that we make, even even maybe if it costs us $10 to sell one of these, that might be worth it right now because it's going to start helping us get put into those organic listings. If we never make a sale, we're never going to show up and we're never going to be able to, to take advantage of the real magic of Amazon, which is those organic sales. So we need to to try to do that. And PPC is the first way that I would do that after I fix the, the stuff that we talked about in the listing, tweak that title, uh, tweak the bullets and then do that beyond that, Scott. And I, I want to kind of agree and disagree with you on the, the external strategy. I actually think that with this kind of a product, it may be beneficial. Um, and the reason that I say that is if you can do it without spending, you know, without having to give away 50 of these, if you could give away one and maybe some other things and you can get a blogger that's in this space involved, they're going to have an audience that's passionate about this thing. And, and this this particular product is something that if people are into this space, it's probably something that they have or want. Um, so you may end up, even if you have to give them 20% off this price, right at the $26, if you gave them a 20% off coupon, you're still going to come out ahead and that's going to, that's going to boost your sales. It's going to depend on the partnership and it's going to depend on if they want to charge you to do it or not. If you can get somebody to do it for free, then it would probably be worth it. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I just want to know, where are you uh, agreeing and disagreeing? (laughs)
1: So you, you kind of said, you kind of said, Maybe it makes sense, but it doesn't necessarily make sense to do it right now because you're not sure about what the price point is going to be. Oh, I see. And if it's going to be profitable and if you want to spend all that time building a list to do that, my suggestion here would be you don't have to build a list necessarily in this space. Reaching out to people with lists in this space, they may be willing to promote it for you because it is a cool product. It's a really cool product. And if you're into this space, it's something that you would want. And so if you can partner with somebody um, that already has a list in that space. Then I think it makes sense to at least try it and see if it see if it works
0: for you. Yeah, I mean, really, the only thing you're going to be out is your time, right? It's going to, right. and I think, I mean, anyone listening right now, you guys should have that anyway. You should have the resources in place by you doing outreach. You should be looking for places where your audience is hanging out, where you could reach out to those admins or those people running those groups or pages or uh, Instagram uh, pages, Pinterest, whatever. And, and really getting a massive list of all of these different places that you can go and reach out. And then once you establish these connections, now it's just a matter of like sending an email to them and saying, hey, you know, I'm, I've got a new product where I'm going to be doing another discount. I'd love it to give it to your audience. Like that's an asset in itself for you to have this stuff done. So. Spend time doing that. I mean, whether you're listening to this and you don't even need help with this right now, you should be doing this. I think this this should be in your workflow. I think you should be doing, uh, you know, at least an hour a week, just really just going out there and knowing where your market is going, maybe finding a new Instagram page that's getting a lot of attention or Pinterest or YouTube or a blogger, whatever, pay attention to it, make a little spreadsheet in your Google Docs, and just keep tracking that, and then uh, you'll be surprised. Now you're going to have a huge asset to do um, or to use for something like this if you want to, whether it's this product or another product if you're in this market. Um, so I like that. Um, but uh, no, I think this is uh, this has been great, guys. I, uh, I love doing these things. I like to try to keep these to 30 minutes. I know Chris and I went over because we generally do. Um, we do have a hard schedule at the live events because we have to get through all of those Uh, In that one day period, Um, you know, Chris, what I'm going to do because we've done quite a few of these hot seats on the podcast and we got a few more that we're going to be doing upcoming and we'll be doing more in the future. Um, I'm going to create a special link that you can click on and go to and then we'll we'll take all the hot seats that we've done in the past Um, And we'll put them on this one page on the blog. That'll make it easier. And if people just want to go through and listen or pick and choose what they want to listen to, they can. I know a lot of people love listening to the Hot Seats because it's real. It's kind of like on the fly. Uh, So definitely um, go check out TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash Hot Seat. And uh, we'll make a link there um, that you can go to and then all of the hot seats will be will they'll be put there so you guys can just go there for easy access. So theAmazingSeller.com forward slash hot seat, and that'll also be on the show notes page to this episode, which is uh 324. So theAmazingSeller.com forward slash three twenty-four. Show notes will be there, transcripts will be there too, so all of the goodies. Um, Chris, is there any last Bits of advice or tips you'd like to give anyone that might be facing um, a challenge like this, or maybe they launched and they're a little disappointed. Any, any last you know words of advice?
1: I would say start from the beginning. And a lot of times you guys, if, if you just start from scratch and look at your listing, and this is, this is why I think these are powerful, Scott, is because you and I have no context of this, right? So it, it, we don't know what he did to do all this research. And if you can start with a fresh mindset and pretend that you're listing as a competitor's listing, you guys might actually be able to find the same things that Scott and I looked at here, right? Like tweaking the title. If you can take a look at some competitor listings and see what they're doing, the the top sellers, see what they're doing that maybe you missed or you thought you were doing, but you actually aren't. That's where you're going to find a lot of these golden nuggets and a lot of these tweaks and a lot of these things that you can maybe test if you're already doing well, right? Maybe their title is structured differently. Maybe their their bullets really are benefits and not features. And you thought that you were writing them that way. But when you read it kind of from a step back, you realize that you haven't. Yeah. So the the real advice there, I guess, is be objective in your own listing and see if you can find where some of these tweaks might be. Because even if you're already selling, you're already selling well there's always room for improvement.
0: Yeah, always, always, always. Uh, And again, I mean, when you're doing your research, if you see someone that has some of these things that aren't there as well, well, that could be a good thing for you that if they're like if they're doing well and they're ranking well and you have ways to improve it, um, that's even that's even better for you. Um, So, again, all of this stuff is a learning process. And when you start to understand the different elements to it and you can kind of go back and kind of even retrace the steps of how you got to where you are and then start to kind of look at the different, you know, components that are in place here and why this might be, um, happening, um, it can be very helpful and it also help you in the next product or products that you end up, you know, researching and then and then sourcing and and all of that stuff. Uh, we've had many people tell us that their first and second products didn't do that well, and their third one did. Uh, and a lot of times, it's because they learned through that experience. And I just want people to know that, like, if you are in a situation like this, and maybe you just want to, you know, start over and and maybe get rid of this product, well, you can always discount it really, really deeply. And uh, you can also just do deal sites. Um, you know, just just to liquidate your uh, your product. Um, I will say the images are great. So the images were great. Um, they looked good to me. So there's nothing there that I, and usually we can usually say to people, improve your images. Um, I guess the only one thing I would say on there, and I didn't look at, I don't think I looked at all of the ones at the end. Maybe uh, maybe add like a lifestyle photo to it. I think a lifestyle That's always-
1: exactly what I was gonna
0: yeah, say. Yeah, I think lifestyle always makes people look at it and say, oh, I can imagine myself using it or it reminds me of what it's going to be like to use that product. So a lifestyle is always good to add in if you can. I'm not in the main image. It's usually on the, on the secondary images. Um, but that's it, guys. That's pretty much going to wrap it up. Like I said, we never have a plan going into this other than uh, we want to go out there and help and, and really do it live here. So this way here, people can learn through this process and really think about uh, the different things that we're going through and that we're kind of like, uh, you know, looking at, high level and then we kind of we kind of zoom in a little bit and then we're able to uh, to kind of see where there's some holes maybe and then you guys can learn through that process. So Chris, that is going to wrap it up, brother. I want to thank you for spending a little bit of time out of your morning and uh, yeah, it's always fun chatting with you and I'm sure that I'll be talking to you really soon but uh, just want to say you guys want to download the show notes or the transcripts, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 326 and again, we'll have all the transcripts, the show notes and we'll have that special link there for you too the amazing seller.com forward slash hot seat. And we'll also have a link to the live footage at our last event. And uh, you can check that stuff out. So guys, that's pretty much going to wrap it up. I want to remind you once again, that I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Chris is going to say it with me. Chris, on the count of three, you ready? Are you ready, Chris? I am. All right, let's do it. One, two, three, take Action have an awesome day guys. We'll see you right back here on the next episode